Hello and welcome to the message number 30. This one is a great one and it is entitled Your Best Life Now. I hope this gives you encouragement for your journey and strength for your soul for the week ahead. The Bible reading for the talk comes from John chapter 10 verses 1 to 10. Let me set this before you as plainly as I can, says Jesus. If a person climbs over or through the fence of a sheep pen instead of going through the gate, you know he's up to no good. A sheep rustler, a bandit. The shepherd walks right up to the gate. The gatekeeper opens the gate to him and the sheep recognise his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he gets them all out, he leads them and they follow because they are, are familiar with his voice. They won't follow a stranger's voice, but will scatter because they aren't used to the sound of it. Jesus told this simple story, but they had no idea what he was talking about. So he tried again. I'll be explicit then. I am the gate for the sheep. All those others are up to no good. Sheep stealers, every one of them. But the sheep didn't listen to them. I am the gate. Anyone who goes through me will be cared for, will freely go in and out and find pasture. A thief is only there to steal and kill and destroy. I came so that they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. Amen. Lord, in this Easter season, may we discover afresh or be renewed in things that we know in our heart of hearts that you've told us many times that you are the resurrection and the life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Please be seated. It's really great that uh, you're able to come here today. And thank you so much for, uh, yeah, just, just coming every week. It's great that we learn together, isn't it? It's great that I'm inspired by you. And hopefully you get a little bit of inspiration today. My talk today is entitled, Your Best Life Now. Your Best Life Now. Not your, oh, just get by life, but your best life now. When we were at um, Adam and Leslie's wedding, everyone wore their best. There was a best man and everyone looked splendidly. But Jesus reminds us today in this passage, We're called to live our best life because he is our way, our truth, and our life. We can start from the premise, well, as as British people, that we need to make the best of things. But God wants more than just us to make the best of things. He wants us to have the best life now. If you're in your teens, you think, yeah, well, that's fine, it's great. I want that best life in my 20s. Maybe your 20s or 30s, you think, well, Maybe I'll have it later on, you know, when I'm in my 40s. We could always think about, well, if only things were sorted. And maybe if you have ailments or bereavement, you may think, well, I've had my best life. I'm just going to muddle through. But the challenge today as Easter people, irrespective of whatever age or wherever we are in life, God challenges us again to live our best life now. Now, there's a few things from this passage today which I think God wants us to be reminded of to live that life. 
He doesn't leave us on our own, but he asks us to do our part. If we want to live that life in our hearts, if we want to live that, that life of, of just, just joy and that resurrection, that Easter feeling every day, we need to do the first thing, which is this. Know his voice. Know Jesus' voice. There's probably lots of voices going inside your head right now. Who am I? Where am I going? Why? But I ask you this question for your life. Who are you listening to? Who are you listening to? Could be the radio, could be TikTok, could be the news, it could be um, rumours, it could be other things. Yes, we do have two ears. But Jesus is saying to us today, if we want to live that best life now, we need to listen to him. It says here, doesn't it, that the shepherd leads the sheep. The bandit or the hired hand does not have the same power. I have a few times when I've done my walks around Northumberland, I've spoken to sheep. I don't know if you've ever done this before, maybe it's just me. But I remember once speaking to a whole group of sheep, I was on a long walk, and once, just once, they listened to my voice. They, there must have been like some Essex shepherd um, um, up in uh, near Shepherd's Deep. But I had about 50 of them all coming over and I started to talk to them. And I was just um, preparing a, a talk and I, I did this part of the talk in front of them all. It was quite amusing. But I remember, <laughs> I remember again the next day going past the same sheep. They didn't want to hear. They probably thought, oh, that, that, that preacher goes on a long time. <laughs> but it was the voice. I remember once when I was in Skye, and again, all these sheep were following me. It was great. But the same sheep the next day didn't. The sheep work out. They are a little bit slow sometimes, but they work out who they can trust. And yes, at times we may listen to different voices, the hired hand. Jesus says, listen to me if you want the best life now. It talks about the shepherd smells of the sheep and the sheep smells of the shepherd. And I encourage you to think, what does Jesus smell like? What, what does Jesus do? What, what is Jesus saying? If you're getting confirmed or if you like to renew your confirmation, one of the things we're going to be looking at is listening to Jesus' voice. And there's five things which we, we talk about when we're listening, we should use. They all start with CS. It's another sermon, but I'll just give you the headlines. Common sense. Is God saying that to me? Compelling spirit. Is, is this really from God? Or is it, is, is it just my own feelings? Counsel of the saints. Is this what other people are encouraging us to do? Commanding scripture and circumstantial science. Those are guides to listening and checking out. God wants you to hear him. It's not just the vicar or the bishop or the pope or whoever you think is really close to God. If you are baptised and you are a Christian, you have equal access to listening to God. At the moment, we're in the interim, aren't we? We're halfway through. And one of the things that I feel God is saying to, to me and to us is this. Do not be afraid and rejoice. 
Be still and happy. Be ready and hopeful. That is my voice I hear from God speaking to me and to us, irrespective of what else is going on. Your life may have all sorts of things throwing at you, bills, there could be bereavements, there could be pain. But God still says, take time and live your best life now by listening to me, the good shepherd. Not only that, we hear in the scripture today, is know his voice, but know your security. It's so important if we're going to live our best life now to know that we are deeply secure. One of the images of, of, of the Christian church is the anchor. We sometimes sing, we have an anchor. And that sense of solid rootedness in God, no matter what happens, we're called to know our security. I encourage you just to think for a moment, where is your security right now? Is it in money? Is it in people saying the right things at the right times? Is it your good looks? I think some of you are, are doing really well at that. <laughs> but whatever it is, I'm talking to many seasoned Christians here or many committed Christians that know that these are fleeting. If we gave ourselves just five minutes of stillness, we'd realise Now that's not real security. But Jesus is offering you today real security. What's the real security? He says, I am the gate. I am the gate. In the the olden days, in uh, in Jesus' time, the shepherds would live with the sheep, yeah? They would have probably them around rocks or around some kind of an enclosure, not like um, you, you see in North Yorkshire or something beautiful that you see on the TV, but something that's hemmed in in a corner. And the shepherd would act as the gate. He would sleep at the gate. He would stay at the gate. And the shepherds would allow them to come in and go out. What an amazing security we have in our lives, that Jesus is our gate. I'm reminded, as we all go through Easter once again, that yes, we're called to believe in Jesus, but we're called to believe even more than that, into Jesus. In other words, we need to go deeper into that security. What does it really mean to be so secure in him? There's a um, a quote which I've been reflecting on all week by St. Augustine. And he says this, There should be an alleluia from every Christian, head to toe. An alleluia in their hearts, in their heads, in their souls. Head to toe. But you could turn around to me and say, But things are tough. The cost of living is so much. My rent has gone up. My, my healing or my, my sense of, 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 of just humanity just feels broken at the moment. Never, ever allow your faith to be controlled by circumstances. 
but allow it to be guided by Jesus, your gate. He will allow you to live your best life now. Remember those values which I spoke of for many weeks about having a hidden life, a composed life, a polite life, a kind life. Allowing Jesus to be your gate, your security, your guard, your shield will allow you to live your best life now, irrespective of the storms that come your way or our way. Know his voice. Know the security. But finally, and I say this, and as I prepared this sermon, I looked at all of you in my heart of hearts, and I speak to each of you individually and as a community here at Holy Cross. Know your potential. Jesus here has not finished with you yet. You may think, well, I'm a bit old now, I've retired, or I've just finished my A-levels, or um, I'm just doing my reader training, I don't really need to concentrate on Jesus anymore. You do, Bex, <laughs> But know your potential. There is infinite power in you as a follower of Jesus. If only we realised, if only we tapped in, the saints are looking down at us, Jesus is shouting to us, come on, you can do it, Holy Cross. There are angels around this church. There's angels all around here that we can't see that are saying, come on, Jesus is alive. Know your potential. Jesus says in this passage today, I, not some rabbi or some other human, I, Jesus, have come to give you life and life in all its fullness. Life in all its fullness. The question I give you today is do you trust him though? Do you trust him? Because life sometimes can be really tough, can't it? It can really hit you in the gut and say, well, I've had enough of life, thank you. I'm like a little less life. But Jesus says, do you trust me? He has not finished with you. The season I'm finding here at Holy Cross is we're getting ready for uh, our APCM at the end of May. And we've been clearing out lots of bits and bobs. We've been sorting out, so you can have a look upstairs, the, the office which our treasurer is going to be using. You can look in our garage and it's all being cleaned out. Know the potential. Know that God is planning something here at Holy Cross for the next year. Maybe God is saying to you to get ready, to get organised, to find where he is, where you are right now, because something is coming. Jesus reminds us in this Easter season that if we feel dull today to get our fire back, if we, if we feel things aren't going our way, stoke up that encouragement again. I'm going to end with a psalm. And it's written in a totally different way. It's Psalm 23. And when I read Psalm 23 to most of you, you would probably think, oh, I've read that so many times, I've sung that so many times. But I want you to hear it afresh. Because this is the life Jesus wants you to have. Rather than the Lord is my shepherd, it's called the Lord is my pace setter. 
Allow yourself just to be still or, or, or just close your eyes or focus on Jesus. But listen to this. The Lord is my pace setter. I shall not rush. He makes me stop and rest for quiet intervals. He provides me with images of stillness, which restores my soul. He leads me in his ways of grace through calmness of mind, and his guidance is peace. Even though I have a great many things to accomplish each day, I will not fret, for his presence is here. His timelessness, his all-importance, will keep me in balance. He prepares refreshment and renewal in the midst of my activity. By anointing my head with oils of tranquility, my cup of joyous energy overflows. Surely harmony and peace shall be the fruits of my hours. For I shall walk at the pace of the Lord and dwell in his house forever. So friends, whatever it takes to get your love back for Jesus, your first love, whether it's like me walking along Durban waters like yesterday, whether it's partying like on a Friday night with the ladies, whether it's doing good works like with the brownies and helping others come to a, a see life in all its fullness. May I encourage you not to live a half-filled life with Jesus, but as this Psalm 23, this good shepherd says, a life that's overflowing. So listen to him, not me, listen to him. Know your security and know that he has not finished with you yet at all. Until that final day where you will celebrate in heaven, it will come one day quicker than you think maybe in 20, 30, 40 years time. But allow these days to count for something. Life in all its fullness. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, that was a really encouraging talk. I love that verse from John where it talks about Jesus being the life and all its fullness. I hope this can give you an inspiration for your days ahead. Why don't we end by saying the grace together, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all and all God's people said, Amen.